G'day and welcome to the 17X podcast series. My name is Mick Hayes. Thanks for tuning in. I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with entrepreneurs, visionaries, and absolute change makers on how they're using their business as a force for good in the world. We align these conversations with the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, the UN's global goals for the 2030 agenda that we simply must achieve. And it's my firm belief that our business community is our best shot at success. If you're inspired by these conversations, you'll absolutely love our 17X speaking events that tour Australian cities. Jump over to our website, 17sdg.com, that's 17 the word, to find out when our events are coming to a city near you. But for now, sit back and enjoy the show, and don't forget to subscribe where you are listening to stay up to date with our future episodes. Righto, Nick, welcome to the 17X podcast, mate. Great to have you here. Lovely to be here. Um, mate, we're great to um, connect with creatives. I love connecting with creatives because it's you know it's where I think it's where innovation starts, right? It's ideas, it's whiteboards, it's red wine, it's uh, friends, family, spitballing, you know, and getting creative together. I love you know I love talking to innovators and creatives. So, mate, excited to um, to hear your story and what you're up to. Now, before we do get into paper mousse and you know everything that you're doing right now. We always like to just find out a little bit about our guests around your origin story, you know, where have you been, what brought you through to where you are now, um, you know, cliff notes, kind of two to three minute speed dating version. Um, so, yeah, mate, tell us uh, who are you and where have you been and what's what's been going on in your, in your career? Sure. Uh, I'm Nick Hunter. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Paper Moose. Um, I started the business uh, 11 years ago as of last Monday um, and... Essentially, started the business to create long-form entertainment. Um, I was an out-of-work actor. Um, that's my background is in performance and storytelling. Um, so we wanted to create our own work, essentially, coming out of uni. And then we fell in love with advertising um, and found that we could tell engaging stories and create brands and um, and do that really, really well. And um yeah, and obviously make a living from that because being an actor in Australia is pretty bloody hard. So uh, that that was kind of the original, um, yeah, the beginnings of it. We started as a production house. We added a design arm, experiential, interactive, uh, digital offering. We were working a lot with other creative agencies and often we were found that we were um, working with them and uh, we were uh, they were giving us ideas that weren't really related to the budget, the timeline, or sometimes just basic physics. Um, so we thought that actually, you know, we're really creative people ourselves. We can come up with the ideas and manifest them under the one roof, which is sort of uh, where our next evolution was. So we sort of um, went direct to uh, clients um, and created partnerships with brands building brands from scratch, launching them to market, uh, in particular purpose-driven brands, um, brands that were working hard to make the world a better place. So uh, the reason why we exist now is is all about making positive change through creativity because our, you know, our superpower is creativity and you know the thing that we can do to help the world at large is really help good businesses um excel um and uh yeah that's kind of it in a in a nutshell i suppose um so what's your acting real like what's the main thing that we would is will we see your face in anything 
Oh, you would have seen me on little spots in Pack to the Rafters and Home and Away and, you know, just all all the classics. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we created a whole bunch of uh, sketch comedy and all sorts of things ourselves. Sketch comedy. You can't go wrong with sketch comedy, I reckon. It's got to be a lot of fun to do that, right? It's it's a great deal of fun, but it's very difficult to find funding for it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's very hit and miss for the um, the actual networks. So yeah, cool. They're quite... I grew up, so my, my dad's um, English, so I grew up with um, Monty Python and... Yep. and uh, Billy Conley in the house all the time, and so yeah, hundred percent. That's my that's my it. heritage as well. Absolute bread and butter uh, comedy. Um, so paper moose. So this is pretty cool. You've been in. The, so it's been around for a little while now, right? So um, I guess my first question is why why purpose driven brands? What's what got you into that? I mean, you know, you can make a lot of money going looking for the the guys that have big budgets that are looking to just make profit. Why why purpose? What what appealed to well, you? Well, well, I I guess. You know, we, we created Paper Moose in order to sort of make a living from being creative. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, the idea was not to make heaps of money and then sell out to a, you know, a multinational agency or an equity company or something like that. Um, and, you know, a lot of us are very purpose-driven people within the business. Um, and a lot of our early clients were actually... Uh, councils. So like the city of Sydney was one of our Keystone clients and we're working a lot with them on the zero waste. Um, a lot of the zero waste projects are so recycling, um, dumping, all of, the, all of that sort of thing um, and really getting deep in the resource recovery space. And I guess through that work, we really, that was kind of an eye-opening experience and understanding how much waste there is um, happening in, in the world and consumerism gone mad. And obviously as an advertising agency, we are smack bang in the middle of trying to help people uh, buy more stuff. So how do we, how do we use our powers for good and persuade people to buy the right things, to do the right behavior? Uh, so we've done a lot of work with New South Wales government with the EPA, don't be a tosser campaign and a few other behavior change campaigns around environmental issues. So, yeah, I guess personally we're very passionate about these issues and, you know, the majority of people that work here aren't really interested in selling more chicken nuggets. That's not really why people get up every morning um, unless they're sort of chicken nuggets that are made from plant-based materials that are, you know, trying to reduce our um, emissions. Yeah, sure. Um so you talk there about, you know, kind of persuading, you know, you're smack bang in the middle of trying to persuade the consumer to, uh, you know, take on these these products that are a bit more conscious and sustainable. We've heard, you know, I've heard a lot of Bill Gates recently talking about the green premium, you know, where mm. people are paying a little bit extra right now um, to to take on those products. What are what are the main you know I guess what are the main persuading points like where 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 is your hook in, inside of some of those conversations? Well, I think I think with all of these sorts of things, the product itself has to be really good. Yeah. So we launched uh, Felix uh, at the beginning of last year. It's a carbon neutral telco um, out of TPG Telecom, and Felix is a really awesome SIM only plan that is carbon neutral, it plants a tree a month and it, uh, for every active user and it's also uh, runs off renewable electricity. So it's, you know, it's working to, to make uh, 
the, that industry better. Um, but also the product itself is really good because I, I don't think consumers are willing to pay, uh, you know, the, first and foremost, the product needs to be good. And then if it is also purpose-driven, then that's a kicker that sort of gets them across the line often. It, I mean, to be honest, it, it is somewhat of a luxury um, and, and, a, and a sort of socioeconomic problem as well. Um, and, and I guess that's the, the, the larger question is how do we create the momentum and, and make these decisions accessible for everyone? Yeah, sure. Here we talk about that green premium kind of coming down as volume takes over, you know, we kind yeah. of have to, as a customer and consumer, we kind of got to bite the bullet and so-called invest almost in that green premium for the future coming down and, and just being, you know, the, the normalized cost of product. But I love the fact that you say you've still got to have a good product. You can't just have this desire to go out and change the world and this, you know, which is great, but you've still got to turn up with the right product, right? You can't just have a, uh, redundant or you know version 1.0 when the rest of the market's at 5.0 you've you got to keep up with the times right yeah and and the dream is that every product we buy becomes environmentally friendly like in, that should become a hygiene factor at some point um, so I guess all of these businesses that are at the forefront are very much helping to sort of lift everyone else up to that yeah. level so that when we talk about purpose washing and all of that sort of thing that will dissipate because it won't become so important anymore because it would just become expected. You know, it'll be a baseline expectation that the business is doing well for the planet as well as providing me a great product. So what are we getting wrong? You know, a lot of the people that, that are in the 17X community are, you know, anywhere from startups to SMEs. We're now getting some corporates come along and, and play with us. Um, where, you know, what do you see commonly that these four prep sorry, for purpose brands or, or, or people that are going sustainable, what are they getting wrong in the communication piece and connecting to the consumer in that? I think the sweet, st- the sweet spot we've found is communicating on a very level playing field. We, we don't, we're not judgmental in any of our comms. We're not finger waggy. We're not saying that you're doing it wrong or anything like that. Or uh, I think often some businesses can be quite judgmental in their comms as if you should be buying our product if you really care about these things. Whereas I think it has to be much more of a welcoming um, and, and often we use humor as well to sort of get people across the line and um, almost diffuse the politics because it can become quite left and right. And, and really what we're talking about is the there's a race on for the world to be still livable for our next generation of, um, you know, I want, I want a, a, a place to live for, for my kids and their kids. And all of us need to get on this train and start running as fast as possible. Otherwise, yeah, the sort of humanity is at risk here. Like, I like, like to say how you're using kind of inspiration over guilt. You know, the, the 1980s, um, you know, charity fundraising thing around, you know, showing your starving child on the TV and trying to guilt us. Guilt or fear, yeah, particularly around climate change. Mm. You know, we've we've had such a anxiety-inducing last two years. Mm. The, the last thing everyone wants is a, another dose of anxiety dressed yep. up as an advertisement. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I think it has to be around hope and, yeah. and that we have the power to do, um, to make change. 
we've just started working with Australian Ethical and, you know, they're an incredible business that's been around since the 80s and well, well ahead of um, where businesses are sort of now jumping on the bandwagon. And, and what they do incredibly well is that they're actually using money to influence good and, and helping accelerate this transition to a kinder economy, which is super exciting to be part of. Um, you mentioned their humour. You use a bit of humour to try and cross that bridge. Um, why humour? What's what's the barrier? You know, what are you using there? Well, uh, for example, for when we launched Felix, um, we wanted to talk about the problem that Felix is sort of solving. That you know, all of our telephones um, emit the same amount of carbon as our fridges. So you know, that's a lot of energy and that's a lot of carbon how do we communicate that in a way that isn't going to increase the anxiety or a big dark smoke? So we actually talked about it as emissions through the lens of farts. So we just dressed <laughs> it up as a, yeah. So we dressed it up as a fart joke and it was all of our phones are farting. Um, and, uh, and that, and that with Felix, your phone will stop farting. So, <laughs> it, so it's, it's, you know, taking quite nebulous, um, Big concepts and, yeah, yeah, and trying yeah. to make them really simple and, so and, and digestible. <laughs> some of that sketch comedy coming out from back 100%. In the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Jokes. You can't go wrong in Australia with fart jokes. That's so good. Well, look, some of the consumers did not love the fart jokes, but <laughs> ah, but 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 in the end, it was very memorable. So yeah, absolutely. I would say it was a success. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be that kind of bad publicity, still good publicity kind of arrangement, I reckon. I've, like anyone that's listening, obviously, we've got links to um, to Paper Moose in the footnotes below, so you can go and check out all the, uh, you know, what's going on on the website. But there's this cool um, look for the image. Uh, it's on the homepage. Actually, yeah, pretty much your, your main banner. There's an ad you've got there for Felix on the side of a building saying, you know, this is this is a tree and it absorbs CO2. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Well, like, duh, well, which, trees which, do this. How about we just plant more of them? <laughs> well, so the interesting thing about that piece is that the paint itself that we um, use to paint that mural actually sequesters carbon from the no atmosphere. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like wherever we can, we yeah. try and live and breathe the values of the business everywhere we show up. Right. So. Felix plants a tree a month for every active customer. Why can't I out of home also um, sequester the same amount of carbon as fully grown yeah, tree? Yeah, you just have an atom inside of a building sucking carbon out of the, out of yeah. the CO2 out of the air. That's so cool. So, yeah, guys, go and do some – have a look around on Paper Moose. There's some cool stuff there. Um, but in the, in the – we were chatting just before we started. You mentioned that you guys are doing some kind of give-back stuff as well, right? So you're not just telling other people what to do. You're kind of walking the talk at the same time. Yeah, well, I guess because our mission is all around um, sparking positive change and and really helping these good organisations sort of reign supreme. Yeah, um, we thought, well, what is a better way than actually giving our time and and our resources to businesses that are helping decarbonise the planet? Yeah. So we created this uh, basically a buy one give one scheme where. Uh, uh, you know, a client buys a campaign from us and we give a percentage of the profits of that in time and resources to an organization that is helping decarbonize the planet. So we're working with uh, Val, they're a cellular agriculture company, trying to help where our protein is going to come from in the next 50 years in a sustainable way. Um, so doing all sorts of interesting things with them, um, talking even with, uh, you know, young Henry's who's doing this amazing project on algae 
basically re reducing their carbon footprint and making them um, carbon neutral through uh, algae. And then the algae then gets uh, fed to the cows. Um, so that reduces their methane. So it's a really interesting circular business model. So helping them with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All sorts of interesting projects on, on the boil at the moment. Yeah, unreal. Um, and so, you know, we are themed around the global goals here at 17X. You know, what do you see the global goals as, as, you know, fitting into this whole communication, branding, products, convincing consumerism to switch over? How can the global goals play a part or where do you see the opportunity inside of those 17 goals? I guess businesses can look at, you know, what is, you know, if, if I'm a business that produces carbon emissions because of my, um, my, my telco and the utility it provides, then it makes sense for them to tackle that as part of the problem. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, it's, it's really interesting to look at what, what is your business causing an issue and what can you tackle to sort of um, counterbalance that yeah. and, and where in the goals does that sort of sit? Obviously, a lot of the work that we do is around climate change. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, one of the largest pieces that sort of connect to most of those other goals in, um, in, in, in those 17. So um, I, I think it's also about just finding something that you can authentically then communicate to your customer and, um, and, and the community around that you're doing and why you're doing it. Cause it, you know, doesn't necessarily make sense for, I don't know um, if, if that, piece of purpose that you're um that you're doing doesn't necessarily connect with your business model either interesting question on for you um in that, that com piece of how we're trying to communicate with our consumers how you know how we're using our products or our services to be more sustainable or, or create change if you go back to say the simon sinek whole thing around start with why right what do you reckon is more important? Is it why is our business wanting to do this stuff or is it how we are doing it? What does the consumer want to know now in 2022? What do you reckon? Or are they kind of balanced out a bit? Are they, or now I wonder if everyone's kind of aware of the why now. Are we kind of schooled in with this now that it's more about, well, tell us how are you actually doing it? We want to see the transparency and what are you actually, how are you making those you know, those genes sustainable, um, Mr. Outland Denim, you know, tell us about it. hundred percent. I think the how is probably more important for the consumer. I think uh -huh. the why is probably more important for the employees. I, ah. I think in terms of employee engagement, I think our why is incredibly important to who works at Paper Moose and, and, and even, even the other businesses that come to partner with us, our why is incredibly important. Whereas I think the, yeah, the, the how and the authenticity of how they're translating that why and, and walking that talk and actually, you know, d doing tangible actions that are showing that they, they, th their why is actually connected um, and it's not just talk or purpose washing or anything like that. Um, yeah, that's super important. Yeah, well, I think that's an interesting spin on it, looking how you can use your why to leverage your internal that then it helps you actually deliver the how on the outside, you know. And yeah. That's a, that's a cool way of looking at it. Speaking of your team, like you mentioned earlier that, you know, kind of everyone's on the bus. How did you go about building a culture or having a, you know, a, a vision that you could find, you know, a team that would actually connect and sit in with that? 
with you? Did you have any challenges finding the right people or did it come fairly natural to your community? Um, I think most people are fairly attracted to the type of work and the type of businesses we work for. Um, You know, advertising is a fairly churn um, style of business and, and a lot of people kind of get burnt out. Our business is really focused on creating a culture of creativity and creating a space where creatives can really thrive yeah. and not and not burn out. We you know we manage our time really well. Yeah. We're not doing eleven p.m. Um, or one a.m. finishes every single night. We rarely do that. We normally finish, and we've even got a you know a, a time in lieu policy, which is kind of unheard of in the advertising industry. So if you log more than um, you know your uh, your contracted hours, you then get that time back, which for most industries is probably normal, but yeah. for advertising, it is kind of unheard of. Yeah, it's kind of blood, sweat and tears all the way, right? In, yeah. In that space. Well, it's cool that you're kind of changing it up. Um, so, mate, what's what's on the future for Paper Moose? What's the next couple of years look like? Where are you guys headed? You're based in Sydney, right? Yeah, we're based in Sydney. Um, probably will remain to do so for some time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess what our focus is is growing our client base in in the purpose um, area, and and finding some other great partners to work with and and really help them. Um, and then yeah, just finding more great meese to join the herd and um, come play and be creative and solve some of the the world's problems in our in the little way that we can. Find more moose. Yeah, for more meese, yeah. More meese? <laughs> yeah, yeah. More meese, so your team members are all meese. Yeah, we call them meese, yeah. We call we call meese. ourselves meese, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I love it. A um, lot, lot of moose puns going on, so you have to be okay with moose puns to work here. Yeah, nice. Is there a Canadian connection in there somewhere? No, we were, it was just a lot of drinking under a big cardboard moose head um, at a pub, <laughs> so... <laughs> it was kind of a bit left of field and um, yeah, it. It, it just seemed to make sense rather than being some kind of acronym of all the founders' names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to come up with a name and someone just managed to look up and see the moose. Yeah. And you said, hey, Literally. moose. And we're yeah, what about cardboard it. moose? Yeah, paper <laughs> moose. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, mate, I guess my, my last question I think is going to be an exciting one because you, you, it sounds like you've got some really interesting people around you. Um, what are some brands that we should all check out that are doing some cool stuff? Like Felix sounds like one that we all need to go and check out. Yeah, you got to sign up to Felix for sure. Yeah. Um, um, you know, great. we know that the Patagonias and all those guys are kind of the leaders, but what, what, what other cool brands have you seen around the space that we, we should go and all check out and try and get behind? Well, if you haven't switched your super to Australian Ethical, absolutely do that. Um, I mean, Bank Australia is also an awesome brand that I that I love. Who gives a crap? I think has done an awesome job, um, yeah. and the team at Thank You is also pretty pretty awesome in sort of um, really doing a great job in communicating their values. And um, but yes, I love Kathmandu and Patagonia and and those brands that are Pat- Patagonia is obviously the 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 north star of um, communicating values and 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 creating value as a business as well. And ben and Jerry's has also done a good job of that historically as well. Absolutely. Um, what did you think about the thank you book coming out sideways? Was that a creative like, woo, that's awesome, guys? Or was it a, what have you done? <laughs> um, hmm, interesting. From an, from an advertiser, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the challenge is always to get people to sort of. Um, 
yeah, disrupt their thinking somewhat so that they actually yeah. move from, you know, system one to system two yeah. and, and actually uh, take notice of things. So I think it was rather genius in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think weird. it's always about trying to figure out ways that we can disrupt um, people's yeah. sort of uh, lives in a way that is positive. Yeah. And that's kind of the no one wants to be advertised to. So it's always about trying to add value. And um, like, no it, it is a really oh, hard one. Like It's like this ego challenge. Like, you can't sell me that. No, I'll make my own decisions. But Yeah, stop targeting me. Where's, where's the value exchange? Have you seen any yeah. campaigns where you just went, wow, that's a, that's unreal? Like, you know, the Patagonia don't buy this jacket full page. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Have you, you talk about disruptions going from system one to system two. Were there any things that you've seen in the last few years where you've just gone, holy shit, that's awesome? I mean, I, I, I'm a little obsessed with this brand in the States called Liquid Death. Um, it's a, it's a water, water brand uh, and it's, it's in cans and they look like beer cans yeah. um, and their advertising is really disruptive and, and just they've got kind of a punk metal vibe about them yeah. and, and they live and breathe their values all the way through. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're trying to get kids to, you know, reduce their drinking of soft drinks and juices and drink a premium water instead. Obviously, it'd be better if they're drinking tap water, but um, <laughs> but it is solving one problem at a time, and it is canned rather than plastic bottles. Um, and they've become the largest growth in in that sector. Um, so really fascinating. Something that you know most people, when you were probably trying to raise funds for that sort of idea, would have gone, "I don't get it," um, but. But obviously, you know, someone got it and it's just gone gangbusters because it was very much disrupting that status quo of what's, what a brand should be and, and, and what, what a product line should be as well. Yeah. Are they coming to Australia? Probably at some point, the way that they're on a bit of a tear um, in the States at the moment. So I yeah, wouldn't I be surprised. I love being interesting to see how it would land in an Australian audience, actually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love the um the Who Gives a Crap um crowdfund video with um his name Griffiths. And he was on the toilet. Being on the toilet for three or four days to raise yeah. the like that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's just, you know, I think that's the thing is that we're all human beings and you know what are what are the ways that we can communicate with each other? Um that is playful and fun and, you know, deconstructs this us and them sort of mentality. I think if we can take the seriousness out of some of these problems, global problems and challenges that we have, at least at the starting point to engage in and bring people into the combo, and then obviously it can become a little bit more serious as they kind of go down the rabbit hole. But I love where you're at around using different thinking and, you know, that kind of slap in the face, advertising, kind of changing thought, fart jokes, whatever it needs to be, just to shift that thinking and possibly uh, not see it as so confronting uh, and actually engage with the story and then see the seriousness that's kind of behind the curtain. Yeah, and when, you know, when human beings are stressed or uh, they're not in a place to sort of shift their thinking or so you need to put them in a place where they're comfortable and, uh, maybe a little at ease, and I think human does that does quite a good job of that. So, um, mate, we're pretty much out of time. If a lot of our 
listeners are social enterprises, they're for-profit models or they're, they're businesses that have big ESG programs in place. If these guys want to reach out with you and find out how to work with you, which I think they should by the sounds of things, uh, I would encourage you to get in contact with Nick, uh, anyone listening. What's the best way to connect with you to, to talk yeah, about? Yeah, just shoot, shoot me an email, nick at papermoose.com. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'd love to help. You know, I think what we do is really helping businesses translate their ESG efforts to the consumer in a meaningful way um, and, and really helping, yeah, translate that. Unreal. So, guys, if you are listening and you want to get in contact with Nick, just look down in the footnotes. We've got the, uh, of course, the website links. We'll, we'll pop his email address in there as well. Um, we might drop in your LinkedIn profile as well, um, just as ways that people get in touch in different channels. Um, but mate, it's been um, it's been great chatting with you. It's uh, as I said, I love to hear stories from creatives, and certainly the humor side really entertained me, mate. So um, thanks for bringing a little bit of uh, yeah system two thinking to some of these challenges, so that we can approach them in a different way, mate. Um, it'd be uh, really great to connect with you in another little while to hear about some of these more amazing brands that you're uh, that you're having some fun with. Hundred percent. There's going to be some really interesting things. Uh... Hitting your uh, television commercials and YouTube <laughs> <laughs> banners oh, yeah. and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I think I'll definitely be looking at changing my, my phone over. That's a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They're awesome. Excellent, Nick. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening so that you can stay up to date with our future episodes. And now it's time to jump over to our website, 17sdg.com, that's 17 the word, to see when we are coming to your city with our 17x speaking event that's touring Australia in 2022. We're coming back to the stage in every major city in this country to put social innovators, change makers and leaders on stage to share with us in their keynote how they're using their business, their brands, their products, and their people as a force for good in the world for the 2030 agenda. We can't do this stuff alone. We need you in the room. I really hope to see you there. But for now, go out and create some impact and enjoy great things.